This podcast is a segment of the book, Godly Grit, scheduled for publication in late spring or early summer 2021. It will be available at Amazon as a Kindle ebook, in paperback, and as an audiobook. What is grit? Is grit different than resilience? Is grit important? All of these questions are answered well in Angela Duckworth's book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. She does a beautiful job of showing through multiple scientific studies that grit, a combination of passion and perseverance, when combined with talent, equals skill. And skill, when combined with grit, equals accomplishment. In other words, if you apply your passion with perseverance, you can be more successful with what you are trying to accomplish. This concept raises the critical question of what is worth accomplishing. What goals are worth pursuing? How should I be spending my limited amount of energy? Is there value in being gritty just for the sake of being gritty? What does the Bible say about grit? In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 24, we read, A person can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in their own toil. This, too, I see, is from the hand of God. God made us for work or toil. Toil is toil. It is not easy. Our attitude towards our toil matters to God, and it should matter to us. A positive approach to struggle and work takes grit. Our reaction to our work may even be more important than the work itself. Where did we get the notion that life, even if we lived correctly, should be easy? Life is complicated and challenging. Toil is a significant component of our life experience, yet God desires that we find satisfaction in that toil. A large portion of grit is necessary to discover that satisfaction. Once you find that satisfaction, it will change your life. The approach to a task and your creative self's application become more important than achieving a specific result. In James 1, verses 2 to 4, we read, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. This fully developed endurance is grit, and that grit, through our reaction to trials, can grow. God desires that His people have grit, a godly grit. What is the substance of grit? Grit is a combination of many elements and qualities. Grit is part talent, part skill, part recognized opportunity, part inspiration, part determination, part perseverance, part passion, part resilience, 
part hope, part faith, part patience, part reevaluation, and part adequate time. All of these elements are the composition of grit. This grit is then applied to a direction and action to achieve a specific goal or dream. A goal is what gives significance to grit. Grit is wasted energy without a goal. A goal offers your life meaning, direction, focus, and purpose. A plan passionately pursued will help to strengthen and grow your grit. Grit differs from resilience in that grit is goal-oriented and is dependent on the degree of passion for achieving the goal. God did not make us so we could sit in our cozy corner waiting to be served. We are on this planet to serve the Lord and others with passion and perseverance, which takes grit. The goals of most tremendous significance are service-centered. The quality and outcome of your life are determined by what you seek and who you serve. Yes, there will be many obstacles and distractions, but your service goal will remain as your life compass. Your life will go in the direction of your service, and your life is as big as what you serve. Whether you realize it or not, you have a service priority goal that gives your life direction, meaning, purpose, and focus. This life priority goal is how you measure and evaluate your definition of life success. This goal guides you in what direction you go and in what you choose to ignore. There are three possible classes of life service directed goals. The three categories are personal service, community service, and spiritual service. If your main priority in life is self-preservation, focusing on your needs and desires, your primary service-directed goal is personal or self-service. With this as your main life focus, your goals move you towards achieving what you feel you need for yourself right now. Human beings are tenacious self-preservers. We are all, to varying degrees, self-centered. If your main priority is on others' needs like your family and community, your primary service-directed goal is community service. If this is your primary focus, your goals will be determined by your values and morals as you serve others. There will always be a degree of self-service in community service. If your main priority is spiritual, meaning growing in a personal relationship with God, your primary service-directed goal is spiritual service. If this is your primary focus, your goal will be the spiritual matters of knowing and serving God. Our life is a combination of these various types of focus and service. Even if we claim we desire to serve the Lord, we are often more consumed by self-service. We run into problems when we deceive ourselves, when our stated purpose is not our actual purpose. We often deceive ourselves, claiming, for example, that we are serving others 
when all we are doing is seeking affirmation. If we desire our grit to grow and be productive, we must be aware of our goals and the purpose of our goals. We must be willing to pause and honestly look at our life. Awareness of your goals and dreams is fundamental. A part of every goal is a hope, an expectation, and a consequence. Hope nourishes a developing goal. The hope is that somehow in achieving the goal, your life or others' lives will be better. In this case, the definition of better depends on what you choose as your priority service goal. If your primary goal is self-service, then the hope is that you will achieve personal contentment and a greater sense of security by your actions. If your primary goal is community, then the hope is that others will find their lives a little more bearable through your projected plan. If your primary goal is spiritual, then the hope is that as you pursue God, the rest of your life will fall in line and you'll be more aware of your God-given purpose. Another part of goal pursuit is an expectation. You can expect on the path to achieving a goal that there will be many obstacles. A goal worth going after will have a cost. The way to goal achievement is a constant weighing of cost versus benefit. It will take resilience, grit, and reevaluation to continue on this path. With every chosen goal and attempt to achieve that goal, there are consequences. There are consequences for achieving the goal, and there are consequences for failing to achieve the goal. It is essential to consider the consequences before you determine a goal and pursue that goal. Whatever goals you choose, it will take grit to achieve the desired results. You do not have a limitless supply of grit. It is more like we have a partially filled bucket of grit goo that we need to dip into to energize the directions and goals we pursue. Yes, there are things in our lives that will drain that goo more quickly. And there are things we can do to help replenish the spent supply. But the supply of grit goo is not limitless. The issue is not the volume of your collection of grit. The problem is, how do you nurture the grit you have and harness it in a chosen, meaningful direction? The one thing you want to avoid at all costs is the needless wasting of your precious grit. Grit is easily lost in the pursuit of possessions, search for information, time-consuming distractions, impatience waiting for an expected result, or the need for ownership. Please do not give your grit away. It is too valuable. It is also important to realize that passion and goal-directed grit can have negative consequences. If you are laser-focused on achieving a specific goal, you will become oblivious to other areas of life. There is only so much grit goo available. This limited grit supply 
explains why you can have the fortitude to accomplish an arduous task while not having sufficient determination to stay on a diet. For grit to remain for the long haul, you need to be able to step back from your goal pursuit and take time to reevaluate. We should follow the advice of the psalmist before we sink our teeth into the goals of the day and pray Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. At each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning, I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. Take some time daily to consider your goals and be deliberate about the goals you pursue. You only get one life. Live it with purpose and determination. You get to choose your goals. Choose them very carefully. Why do you value what you value? Take time to consider what you love. Write a list of what you value and why it has significance to you. In the next chapters, we will take a closer look at the main areas of service goals and the grit required to achieve each of these goals. As Christians, the most crucial part of the next few chapters is to learn what it means to develop godly grit.